Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 499. Today, yet another expanded episode in our March to 500 episodes with our breakdown shot-by-shot of the new 60-second commercial for The Force Awakens and, and... Surprise, also, an extended preview that was shown on Disney XD in Britain that has a few more scenes and a few more lines of dialogue, too. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Trisha Barr, author of Ultimate Star Wars and host of Fangirls Going Rogue, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And yeah, we are still <laughs> getting new scenes and new pieces of information to digest. And now it's a matter of, geez, where does all of this fit in <laughs> to the whole picture of The Force Awakens? It's still quite a mystery. So yes, we have another extended episode here for you. And thank you again for joining us as we continue our march to 500 episodes for Star Wars 7x7 and to The Force Awakens itself. Let's kick it off with the new 60-second TV commercial that has been loaded up onto YouTube, and perhaps you've been lucky enough to catch it from time to time <laughs> on the uh, on the television if you're actually watching TV in real time anymore. <laughs> that would be kind of a surprise for any of us in general. But that being said, let's go through it shot by shot. The truth is, is that there's not a heck of a lot that's new anymore, but that's okay because there are still a little bit... Uh, information and tidbits that get dropped in here and there and yeah let's uh let's look at it the of course the video will be at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com and it kicks off our 60 second spot one with uh, ray walking through the desert with bb8 trailing behind her we've seen that shot before and then the ship taking off into the sky and ray looking wistfully after it we've seen that shot too we have then a shot of Finn walking forward and looking out at something, and we've seen a variation on this earlier. I think that's the one where BB-8 goes rolling outside and it gets up to go look and see what's up, and Finn walks over as well. But yeah, it's a little more extended of Ray, or excuse me, of Finn walking forward. Then we get a nice action-packed shot that we haven't seen before, and that is Ray and Finn and BB-8 bursting out of the back of one of these, you know, I don't know, this is a, a little scavenger village, I guess you would say, bursting out you know, through a tent canopy or canvas wall. And as they come running out, a TIE fighter comes from above, strafing the joint, and blows up where they had just been. And they are not far enough away to avoid getting affected by the explosion. In fact, they are thrown clear of it in a dramatic fashion. And then we have a quick blackout screen. And the shot of Ray looking at Finn and sticking her hand down to help him up. And again, we have no BB-8 in the background this time. So this is kind of interesting. We've had 
him not be there originally and then be there in a later shot in one of the trailers and now he is not there again in this shot. So this is kind of curious how they are deciding to piece together the the, the commercials and the previews that we're seeing, whether um, they're pulling from earlier cuts of things or things that haven't been through post-production and special effects or what. It makes you wonder if BB-8 in some cases is actually a CGI special effect and not just a practical effect. Of course, we know famously that he is a practical effect for the most part, that he's actually rolling around and you can buy him naturally. I have not done so, but if you actually were one of the people who bought BB-8 and was playing around with him after Force Friday, then chime into the comments to the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. We'd love to hear how playing with BB-8 is going for you. Really, we do want to know. Next, we get a we get a new title card that says a new threat, which is of course very ominous. But then we get the shot of Kylo Ren looking out the windows that we'd seen in the official trailer, and he says nothing will stand in our way. And we actually get a new quote from him where he says, "I'll show them the dark side." Or, well, actually, I guess it sounds more ominous if you hear him say it. I'll show them the dark side. Yeah, way more ominous when he says it. <laughs> we also get a series of shots that we've seen before as well. After Kylo looking out the windows, you also get his ship landing on Jakku and Captain Phasma and some troopers walking through the burning village, seeing all that. Then we get that shot of Kylo Ren striking with his lightsaber, and we get a little longer version of it because we actually get more of the upstroke on this one if you really want to get <laughs> into the detail level of it. But then we get a title card of a new beginning and we get some shots of our heroes of the good guys. We have Finn taking his helmet off. It's the one that we saw in the second teaser trailer where he seems very stressed out as he's removing the helmet. Then we get a really neat shot and it is of the TIE fighter in the landing bay and this must be related to the scene that we saw in that second teaser where the TIE fighter is in the landing and shooting up the joint and this time what we see is a TIE fighter actually hooked by a cable and struggling to break free of it and then it does it snaps off the cable and flies out of the landing bay now if you look closely as you watch this scene there is fire in the background and that does seem to relate to that scene in the teaser that we saw where the TIE fighter was shooting up the joint and there's fire along the walls and whatnot so it makes me think that that has already happened in the scene that we're seeing now in this new 60 second spot is after it has been shooting and trying to suppress anyone trying to keep the TIE fighter from flying away. The presumption, of course, is that this is Finn inside the TIE fighter who is uh, shooting up the place and trying to escape for whatever reason, and you know we don't necessarily know yet what his motivations are for why he's decided at this moment that he has to go, but that's presumably just Finn in there. And it is a Special Forces TIE Fighter, which according to the packaging is supposed to be a two-seater TIE Fighter, but we don't know whether Poe Dameron is on this thing yet or not. Um, you know, Or maybe he's just flying it solo, Finn is. We still don't know, but... Anyway, more to that landing base scene. And in fact, it looks like that's going to you know, come up again, uh, the, the near aftermath of this scene in the UK Disney uh, Rebels preview that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But anyway, um, then yeah, as he snaps and leaves, you know, then you've got the voiceover of Finn and Ray introducing themselves, and Finn actually says, "What's yours?" to Ray, which is a little bit more dialogue than we got in the last one, where he says, um, "Where he says, my name's Finn," and Ray says, "I'm Ray," 
but this time Finn actually asks what her name is. And we also get the shot of a close-up of Ray's face that we've seen before, um, where her head seems kind of down and she looks up uh, very briefly. I actually looked up <laughs> as I said that for some reason. I don't know why, but anyway, <laughs> a little inside the podcast studio note for you. Anyway, here's the actual lines of dialogue in case you want to hear it again. I don't know your name. Finn, what's yours? I'm right. And yes, that's a little burble from BB-8 right at the end of that audio clip. Then we get a couple of shots that we've seen already. One of Ray on the ground looking up in the sky uh, through the tree line to see a bunch of First Order ships flying above. And stormtroopers in the rubble looking out across the lake as the X-Wings come flying into them. And then we get a scene that we haven't seen yet in a line of dialogue that we haven't seen yet. It is Ray and Han, and they are going somewhere, and the Falcon is in the background, and Han hands Ray a blaster and says... You might need this. She might indeed, and incidentally, this is the same blaster that she has in the scenes where we've seen her shooting the blaster in the forest, and apparently possibly shooting it at Kylo Ren in that scene that we see where he's deflecting blaster bolts. And I'm going to take a quick trip into leaks and spoiler land and tell you that this scene is not um is not hold up against the spoiler that had been shared about a year ago or so and i will only tell you just enough to match up this scene and i will not tell you anymore so don't you worry about the you know getting spoiled too much but according to the leak of the rumor of the spoiler that had come out it was actually han solo's own blaster that han was handing off to ray and there was supposed to be some significance to that act but clearly this is not han solo's blaster that is being handed off in the actual film clip so make of that what you will so then we get another shot of the Falcon flying around the graveyard of ships on Jakku. We get Ray running and grabbing her staff. That's a scene we've seen before. And Finn walking around outside at the Rebel base. Again, another shot that we've seen before. Then we get another new one, and it's an intriguing one. Ray is walking down the stairs in a darkened corridor, and right behind her, BB-8 is going down the stairs and seemingly having no trouble navigating the stairs, which is kind of cool. But where she's going down into appears to be a rebel or a resistance correction a resistance base and there's a giant tactical table in front of her and it looks like that's princess leia or uh, excuse me general leia who is standing with her back to ray uh, facing the tactical table to her left is han solo and to her right is C-3PO and also amon calamari and we don't yet know for sure you know what Gosh, there was an interview with Tim Rose in an Australian thing, and it seems like it's Admiral Akbar, but we're not, I don't know, I'm not positive that it is Admiral Akbar. We don't know necessarily what Mon Calamari lifespans are. It would be another 30 years since he was seen in Return of the Jedi, but it is Tim Rose who's involved, and he was the guy who played Admiral Akbar in the original movie, so, you know, there's every reason to believe that it's him. I just, I thought when I read the article that it wasn't exactly precise in saying yes indeed admiral akbar is coming back it just it didn't read that way for me somehow so i still have that shred of doubt that maybe it's a different mon calamari but there are a bunch of other rebel troopers and and uh and staff around inside that room which is kind of interesting i wonder what exactly is going on and that they're talking about in that whole situation 
Then we get X-Wings uh, over Takadana. Uh, that's, you know, the one shot what we've seen before, flying downward and shooting a TIE fighter with an explosion. Then we see another intriguing snippet of a scene. Finn with his lightsaber taking a strike at a First Order trooper. And this is in the rubble around uh, Maz Kanata's castle. And... The Stormtrooper has some sort of electrified staff. It doesn't look exactly like the electro staffs that the Magna Guards had. The Magna Guards, of course, are General Grievous's bodyguards from Revenge of the Sith and also that we've seen in the Clone Wars cartoon series and whatnot. <coughs> Excuse me. So it's not exactly that because those had, like, purple tips. But the thing that the Stormtrooper seems to be swinging around has blue electricity around it and seems to go a longer across the length of the unit, but it seems to be able to withstand a lightsaber strike, which is pretty intriguing because when Finn brings it down, the thing doesn't explode the way you would expect it to against you know, any sort of you know, other object that a lightsaber would attack. So there had been some sort of rumor about uh, different training that First Order troopers are being given, and that seems to be like something that would fit in along with that. And it makes you wonder, too, why are they training with these electrified staffs. I mean, I can't imagine that they're seeing a lot of lightsabers coming at them, but maybe not. Wouldn't it be interesting if lightsabers and the like are being used more prevalently in this new post-Return of the Jedi galaxy? Um, of course, there is a thing about the electrostaffs in the Wikipedia that claims that if you were to hold the electrified tip of the staff against a creature's heart that it would make the heart stop within five seconds, I believe it was, of holding it against it. So maybe it isn't just meant to combat lightsabers. Maybe it is meant to have a different kind of functionality, but it certainly seemed to handle Finn's lightsaber pretty good, I will say. And then you also get a quick shot of Han and Chewie in the rubble as well, active and Han bringing up his blaster to shoot. That cuts quickly to a Kylo Ren shot, the force push one that we've seen before and yeah one of these days we're going to see a little bit more about that scene and what's happening in the in the background of it who is actually getting subjected to that force push i'm really kind of curious about that because uh, they keep showing that one that one has shown up in a lot of different uh teasers and trailers and previews and whatnot so there's a there's definitely something to be learned from that one and then we end with a few scenes that we've seen before. The tree line getting destroyed from the official trailer. And then Ray smacking the guy with her staff. The X-Wings flying over the lake. And a very Return of the Jedi reminiscent scene of X-Wings and TIE Fighters and dogfights over the surface. Of what appears to be Starkiller Base and a giant explosion happening as they fly around it. And then we cut into the Star Wars The Force Awakens logo. And that wraps up the 60-second spot. It is pretty amazing that there's so much to talk about in a 60-second spot that we are getting near, you know, 14, 15 minutes in the podcast to be able to do that. And I'm saying near 14, 15 minutes because, of course, I'm looking at the raw recording right now and we will cut out a couple of little pauses and breaks in between segments of the recording. So I'm not exactly sure where we are in the recording as I'm talking to you right now, but... Still pretty amazing, and that's assuming also that since there were a lot of shots that we've seen previously, we didn't have to analyze them very closely. So crazy to think that we can spend so much time talking about such a little amount of time with the Force Awakens material. But as I mentioned at the top, that is not the only bit of Force Awakens material we're going to be talking about today because there was some sort of on-the-set preview or interstitials in a Disney XD broadcast in the UK of Rebels where they showed 
showed a couple of additional scenes from The Force Awakens, and they showed a couple of on-set stuff as well, with a host that's uh, telling you you a few different things and whatnot. And they did this, I guess, in the U.S. as well, but the U.S. one... And the UK one have very similar scenes, and yet the UK one has more. So we will link to the video for both the US and the UK versions at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. But we'll go through the UK version of it because that's the one that actually has more material to it. So one of the first new shots we see is a shot from the Rebel base, and this is not necessarily the highest quality of video. It looks like somebody pointed their video camera at the TV, but... This is a scene where you see a couple of rebel fighter pilots running around, and there's an R5 droid that's rolling around. And the Millennium Falcon is there, and the shot is from the starboard side of the ship, and the ramp is down, and you see Finn walking out of the ramp, which is kind of cool, I would say. The next shot is a quick shot of the Falcon traveling through hyperspace, a straight-on shot, not the angled shot that we saw in the trailer. And then the Kylo Ren force push, man. Here it comes again. And then a shot of Rey when she was sort of kneeling down next to BB-8 and she's standing up. And then we get a shot of Millennium Falcon going through hyperspace and it is more at that angle. And the Falcon passes by the camera and as it does then it starts decelerating and comes out of hyperspace next to a planet. And now the Falcon is traveling to multiple planets that appears during the movie. So this shot, because of just the quality of the shot, I can't tell what planet it's arriving at. It certainly does look bluish in the screen, and so I'm wondering if it's Takadana that it's arriving at, but what a beautiful, beautiful shot of it coming out of hyperspace and hanging over the planet below it. It's just absolutely stunning. I think this may be now my second favorite shot behind the one of the TIE fighters approaching in front of that giant setting sun, but absolutely beautiful. And then the host shows up for this segment, the Disney XD host, in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon on set, and there's a little (laughs) brief comedy routine with Chewbacca in the cockpit with him. But the interesting thing is that it does look like the controls are different from what we've been used to with the Millennium Falcon. And I mention this because there had been a scene where Ray very quickly is shown throwing a lever forward in the cockpit of something that the darkened cockpit doesn't necessarily look like it's the Millennium Falcon. There aren't enough cues to show us that it actually is the Falcon, but when we see the set shot of the Falcon in this Disney XD video, it does look like there's a lever on that pilot's side that could very well be the lever that Ray is throwing forward as you know she does right before we get the shot of the Millennium Falcon crashing through a snowy tree line at presumably Starkiller Base. So, yeah, uh, more more convincing proof that it could be the Millennium Falcon that she's doing that in. And that's the end of the first Disney XD segment. Then the next one comes on in this video, and they show first the brief shot that we've seen many times before, the X-Wing flying downward, chasing a TIE fighter and shooting it. Then we get that scene from the beginning of the second teaser trailer where you first saw the Imperial Star Destroyer down on Jakku. Then they mention strange creatures, and the host on set for this, on the set thing, is joined by one of the creatures from Maz Kanata's castle, and it's the creature that you see immediately to the right of what we presume is the Crimson Corsair 
And if you remember those photos from Vanity Fair, there were a bunch of photos stitched together, it looked like, the way they put it together. And this creature is almost on the exact far right. Crimson Corsair, the supposed Crimson Corsair, is on the far right. And this creature that shows up in the TV spot is right on his or her elbow, basically, his or her right elbow. And then we get our first line of dialogue from General Hux. And again, apologies for the sound quality, like I had said about the video itself. Video quality isn't the best either, but there you go. That is General Hux saying fire, and the shot is immediately followed by shots of a couple of missiles soaring away from a Star Destroyer toward a TIE fighter fleeing. The presumption is, of course, that this is Finn's TIE fighter trying to escape and that it is about to be struck by these missiles, which then, from the trailer, of course, we see the TIE fighter hit and spinning out of control, flying down toward Jakku's surface. We also did get to see that shot of Kylo Ren lighting up his lightsaber in the forest, so, yeah, there was that one, too. After that, we get a couple of shots from the second teaser, including the shot of Kylo Ren's shuttle heading back toward the Star Destroyer, then the TIE fighter chasing the Millennium Falcon inside the Star Destroyer, and the one where it shoots that little sort of bridge across the uh, um, the tunnel that the Falcon is flying through, and the Falcon manages to dodge the explosion as we then fly through the explosion camera-wise. And then the force push again from Kylo Ren. <laughs> They'll eventually stop using that. I know they will. And then we get a scene that we haven't seen before, and it looks like there are multiple people climbing up into what appears to be a ship of some sort. It's not the Millennium Falcon. It is something uh, fairly large, though. And you can't quite see who's going in front of Finn, but... It looks like it's a light-colored uh, top that is heading in, at least just see what you see in the shadow. So I'm thinking that it might be Ray that's going in ahead of Finn. And Finn stops at the top of the stairs to look out and see you know, something we don't know yet what um, before he actually goes inside. It does look like there might be a third person in there as well because you can kind of see shadowy movement that doesn't necessarily look like someone with a white top. So possibly Han Solo with his uh, dark jacket maybe. Um, hard to say for sure, but we know Finn stopping and pausing in his jacket that he has, uh, Poe Dameron's jacket, that jacket that we've seen on him, and having a look around to see what's going on in his surroundings. We also get the Chewie We're Home shot of Han and Chewie in the corridor of the Millennium Falcon. And then we get our first line of dialogue from Poe Dameron, and it's also the first line of dialogue we've heard yet that's a callback to dialogue from the original trilogy. Secure company. Yep, that's the one. And it's, of course, a throwback to the detention block AA-23 in the original Star Wars, where Han Solo says, Luke, we're going to have company! And, yep, I think that's a pretty good one to riff off of, quite honestly. I'm pretty pleased about that one myself. Then we get a couple of more shots that we've seen already. X-Wings flying over the lake on Takadana. We get Rey and Finn looking at the holographic projection of star systems that we saw in the Millennium Falcon in the trailer. And then we get Han and Chewie when they're standing outside the uh, with the rubble of Maz's castle and their hands are starting to drop, presumably because they see that the cavalry is coming in the form of resistance X-Wing fighters. Then we get that shot of Rey that we've seen before, the close-up of her face looking up. And then a new one of her dragging what looks like uh, some junk along the sand toward her speeder. And then the one that we saw from the very first teaser trailer where she is looking behind her and looks like she's in quite a rush and gunning her speeder and taking off off into the distance. 
And after a little more host chatter, we get two awesome shots that we have yet to see before. Finn inside the chair at one of the turrets in the Millennium Falcon, and Ray in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon saying the exact same line, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, Ray and Finn psyching themselves up for an adventure on the Millennium Falcon, and it looks like it's daylight outside, and they are dressed in Jakku wear, although in in all honesty, they're wearing Jakku wear on both uh, Starkiller Base and Takadana, so I guess everything's relative, but it does look like this is on Jakku, and they cut to a couple of shots that we've seen from the second teaser trailer of the Falcon flying with TIE Fighters chasing it in and among the graveyard of ships on Jakku, and then we get a little snippet from Ray running through the corridors of Millennium Falcon and saying a little something to BB-8. And that's, of course, with a little burble from BB-8 in response. And there are a couple more shots, and one of them is kind of newish. It's a new angle on Ray and Finn on the run on Jakku. But other than that, it is pretty much stuff we've seen before. It is the end of the segments on Disney XD in the UK on The Force Awakens, and some pretty neat stuff there overall. Now, hang with us after the break, because we'll do your trivia question, and we will talk about the next couple of episodes. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you've got a business that you need to get in front of a bunch of Star Wars fans, then I've got an idea for you. I'm looking for a sponsor to get the entire Star Wars 7x7 team over to London for Star Wars Celebration Europe next July. And we get a ton of exposure when we do Star Wars Celebration podcasts. Not just the regular episodes, but the bonus stuff, and all the in-person stuff too, not to mention all the live streaming video we do. So if that's something of interest to you, then reach out via the contact form at sw7x7.com and let's talk. All right, like I promised, it's trivia time for you. I have lived long enough to see the same eyes in different people. Last time we asked you what types of droids have on-off switches located on the backs of their necks, and those are protocol droids. Today's question, who had a brother named Deke in early drafts of Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope? And as for this upcoming week of the podcast, we've got a lot of stuff going on. And I can't believe we've done extended episodes so many times in a row. Uh, You'd think I'd get winded with this, actually, since we're normally a seven-minute podcast. But not so much, actually, just because there's been so much exciting stuff happening. And it's continuing. Tomorrow, of course, is our 500th episode of Star Wars 7x7. And there's going to be a heaping helping of gratitude delivered tomorrow, as well as some behind-the-scenes stuff from the podcast and other fun stuff. And we've got even more fun stuff for the rest of the week, too. We did skip our Star Wars Trivia Weekly Lightning Challenge, so we'll bring back back during the week. And we also are bypassing our Canon Catch-Up spot that normally happens on Mondays. We will do that later in the week also. And I am very pleased to announce, and we announced this actually on our Instagram feed a while back, but our 501st episode is going to be a long episode. It's probably going to be, I think, our longest episode of Star Wars 7x7 ever. And it is our interview with none other than Albin Johnson, who is the founder of the 501st Legion, the wonderful bad guys doing good organization where all sorts of folks dress up as stormtroopers and Sith Lords and all sorts of other bad guys to raise funds for various children's charities. Albin was gracious enough to spend almost an hour with me and talk about some really fun things. And, well, you know, for the 501st episode, it made perfect sense to have somebody from the 501st Legion, and we're very grateful that Albin agreed to come on the show for that. So that's what we've got coming up this week, and we will catch you tomorrow for episode 500, 500 of Star Wars 7x7. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And, hey... 
Before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!